This is Holding Court with Patrick McEnroe. All right, welcome everyone. Special edition of Holding Court as we continue our coverage from Gay Paris, where of course the French Open Championships, or as they call it over here, Roland Garros, uh, is going on. Another spectacular weather day. The weather, I, I cannot remember the weather being this good every single day that the tournament has been on. So remember, it started on the Sunday, last Sunday now, uh, middle of the afternoon, as I talked to you here uh, in Paris on the Saturday, uh, finishing up the third round action, men and women, women taking center stage at the moment as uh, Coco Goff, after dropping the opening set uh, to the youngster from uh, Russia, Andreeva, who's a 16-year-old, who's just an amazing player with quite a personality, uh, she won the first set against Coco in the tie break, but Coco now firmly in control uh, with her superior speed, firepower. She's gotten the ground strokes under control. She won the second 6-1 and now leading 4-1 here in the final set. Match just about two hours in to this one, so it looks like Goff is going to get through this one. I'm following it here uh, as I'm coming to you straight from Paris in my hotel room, so I'm able to keep my eye on it. In the meantime, though, let's uh, get you updated on what's been going on with the men. Last night, uh, it was Djokovic, Alcaraz, Djokovic playing in the day match, which went uh, pretty late in the day session uh, as he took on the very tough uh, Davidovich Fokina from Spain, who had had a win over Djokovic um, last year on clay, but that was right when Novak was coming back. Uh, very, very tight first couple of sets. Took over three hours as Novak won both sets in tie breaks. Uh, chances for Davidovich Fokina in both of those sets, but Novak, as he always does, especially in these majors, finding a way to play his best uh, when it mattered most in those two tie breaks. And then, as I suspected, he ran away with it in the third set. I mean, both guys were were struggling physically. Novak talked about it after the match how the the physicality of the points was uh beyond difficult and uh but he's able to maintain himself <clears throat> excuse me he knows how to manage himself in those long matches we've seen him do that arguably better than anyone and maybe you put Nadal in there as well by the way <clears throat> just reported that Nadal earlier today in Barcelona had a surgery to uh, fix that, I guess it's sort of the psoas muscle, the hip, I couldn't quite get the translation, but related to the hip injury that he suffered in Australia. Of course, that's what has kept him out since Australia. So he had a surgery to correct it. Obviously, he was trying over the course of the last few months to not have surgery to see if he could come back and play. That proved to be impossible. So now he's looking ahead to 2024. It says the recovery time is about five months. Um, so that would lead you to believe that he's probably written off 2023. <clears throat> Excuse me, I guess if the rehab goes incredibly well, you could see him try to come back a little bit towards the end of the year. But indoors, he's not going to take any chances. That's always been his least favorite surface and always been a surface that he tries to avoid, if possible, for a variety of reasons. Coco is up 5-1 now on Dreva, serving to stay in it. Uh, at 15 all. So Djokovic uh, gets through. He'll take on Musetti. Ne- oh, no, wait. Uh, no, that's Alcaraz will take on Musetti next. Let me talk about Alcaraz a little bit because, I mean, he just blew away Shapovalov. That was a night match uh, here in Paris last night. 
complete domination. And what are you thinking right now if you are Denis Shapovalov, uh, Felix Auger-Aliassime, I mean, Tsitsipas is still knocking on the door. He hasn't won a major. But if you were Shapo and Felix a couple of years ago, you were thinking you were going to be knocking on the door like Tsitsipas has. And, of course, Medvedev's gotten through and won one, winning majors. And now, uh, I mean, with Alcaraz's arrival, and not to mention Huna, who had a really solid win today, comprehensive, methodical win for Holger Runa to move into the fourth round. Uh, I like what I saw from him today against Olivieri, who, who didn't really present too many difficulties. It's match point now for Coco Goff. Um, but if you're if you're two of those guys who are who are right there in the top ten, I'm talking about the two Canadians who I like a lot, both of them, especially Felix's work ethic and you know his dedication. Chapo, I don't know him as well. He's been on the Labor Cup team. Good kid, hasn't figured out how to sort of corral all the firepower in his game, and he just gets absolutely destroyed in straight sets by Alcaraz. So those guys have some thinking to do, uh, as do a lot of players, of course, with Alcaraz coming on the scene the way he has. And there's a brilliant backhand winner from Goff to win at cross court uh, as she runs away with the final two sets. But you will be seeing and hearing a lot more from this young 16-year-old Andreeva, who um, has just got some tremendous uh, shots and firepower but Coco, a little bit too strong, a little too experienced, and that's got to give her some confidence because that was a tight opening set she lost. Mira is her first name. I should get that right. Mira Andreeva, um, and Coco wins it pretty easily in the final two sets, one and one. So Alcaraz looking good. So it's going to be Alcaraz against Musetti. Uh, Musetti, I predicted that he was going to take care of Nori, and he took care of him routinely. Straight sets, one, two, and four. It was a total beatdown in that one. And Musetti is a guy who's coming into his own. Love to watch him play, especially on the dirt with that beautiful one-hander. The guy can move. The guy can slide on the clay. And that's going to be an absolute battle. I mean, Alcaraz, obviously, with way more firepower and ability to get come forward a lot more. Uh, I expect to see Alcaraz use the drop shot, which he often, that's not going on on a limb saying that, which he does all the time, but particularly against Musetti, you know, who would like to take, give up a little bit more ground than uh, some of the other guys that can take the ball earlier on clay, obviously like uh, Mr. Alcaraz, but that should be an absolute beauty. Uh, the other section there, you've got Offner, who won a five-setter. He's the Austrian um, who uh, upset Fonini. That was 6-4 in the fifth, a real battle yesterday. And Sitsipas is looking awfully good. He cannot played as well on clay this year as he normally does, but he's starting to find his range. Destroyed Schwartzman, which was not surprising because he's got a great head-to-head recently against Schwartzman, so that wasn't a surprise. I like Sitsipas easily in that one. I think Alcaraz will beat Musetti, but I think it's going to be a pretty tight four-setter. Um, and that, you would hope, if you're a Sitsipas fan, uh, pushes Alcaraz a lot, because I think Sitsipas has a shot, definitely, against Alcaraz uh, in the quarterfinals. And you've got Djokovic. How about the Peruvian he's taking on? And J.P. Palidas, I think I'm pronouncing that right. i got to make sure I get this right, because these guys are sort of coming out of nowhere here, which you love. Juan Pablo Malidas uh, from Peru. And this guy can move the ball around the court. It's been very successful at the challenger level, working his way up to the big time. Uh, and now he's really going up in the big time, taking on Djokovic. 
uh, in the round of 16. The winner of that will take on uh, Sonigo or Hatchinoff. Sonigo with the two-set down win over um, Rublev, which was a surprise. I mean, Rublev was in total control of that when I was watching it while I was working out at the gym over here, and he turned that around beautifully. Uh, that's Look, the bottom line is that's a heck of a draw right there for Djokovic. I said when the draw came out, not a cakewalk because you see the Davidovich-Rokina match was tough. Um, but I think it's pretty routine for him to get through to the semis. And, of course, that will be likely Alcaraz. Although, as I said, he's got the much tougher path with Musetti and then with Sitsipas potentially in the quarterfinals. Kasper Ruud got through earlier today, uh, dropped the opening set against a Chinese player, uh, but came back to win it pretty comfortably uh, in the final three sets. So he is through. Uh, Zhang, of course, the Chinese guy who got some firepower. I was impressed with the way he played in that opening set. Rude waiting for the winner of Nicholas Jarry and Marco Giron, one of the three American men in action today. Uh, and Giron, I got to check the score on that because he was down two sets to love, but he's still hanging in at the moment. Is that still going? It looks like it may have just ended. So I'm checking my app right here. Uh, I told you about the Runo win. Uh, Rude and four, it was four, six, four, one, and four. Uh, Goff wrapped it up one and one, as I said. Uh, Nishioka beat Sabeth Wild 6 0 in the fifth. So Sabeth Wild had a couple of five setters, or did he have the one against Medvedev? Can't remember his, his second round win, but he clearly hit the wall late in that one. So Nishioka, who's a grinder, the lefty from Japan, I love to watch him. He could, he could cover the court unbelievably well. Uh, by the way, Sviantek has not dropped a game against Wang uh, from China, 6-0-4-0 right now. That's beat down City. Uh, Echeverry had a straight set win over Chorich. So I'll look at that section. I'm still trying to find the... Uh, Jerry just has won. So Jerry took out Giron, 6-2-6-3-6-7-6-3. Giron, of course, a guy, or an American from UCLA. Good for him to get to the third round. I mean, he's a solid baseliner. But it plays pretty flat, so this doesn't have a ton of spin. That was a good effort for him to win that third set against Jerry. So let me go back to the draw and um, see what we're looking at as we go to the men's bottom half. As I said, Tiafo Zverev, that's the night match tonight. Um, you know, Zverev's a favorite in that, but not as big as a favorite he would normally be. He's got a... Uh, He's got a real good head-to-head. I think it's 6-1 for the German over Francis. But, you know, Zverev sort of making his way back. Hasn't played great this year. He's starting to look better now. You know, that's a chance for Francis to, to win that one. And, of course, that section of the draw is pretty wide open. Dimitrov, Altmaier. You wonder how much Altmaier's got left in the tank after that absolutely epic five-plus-hour win, five sets, of course, over Yannick Sinner. So I would lean Dimitrov in that one just based on physicality. Uh, as I said, Echeverry. So Echeverry will play Nishioka. That's a round of 16 match to get to the quarters to then play that section I was just discussing. So you're talking about pretty open in that half of the draw, um, the bottom half where Medvedev was. So you're going to have one of those guys, Altmaier, Dimitrov, Zverev, Tiafo. okay, Echeverry's won today, so is uh, Nishioka. One of those guys is going to be in the semis. And I'm predicting, as I predicted from the start, that's going to be Hruna. 
because he would look real good. Taylor Fritz is the other American left today. He plays later today against Sarundalo. Fritz, probably a slight favorite. He'd be a huge favorite if we're on a hard court, on a grass court, on clay. Uh, I'd say he's a slight favorite in that one. Uh, he's had a good clay court season, but Sarundalo can run, can play. Uh, can move the ball around really well. But I like Runa to get through. I like him getting to the final. And I know it was a pretty easy win for him today over Olivieri, who was a surprise to get that far. Um, but I liked his composure. I watched quite a bit of that match. And, you know, Runa, the one thing that I question about him is sometimes he's a little undisciplined, a little inconsistent with his shots because he's got every shot. I mean, he could crack the ball. He can play the drop shot. He could come to net. He can do it all. Phenomenal athlete. But I like the way he was under control in this one. He, he was, again, he was impressed um, from his opponent. who didn't have a lot of ton of firepower. Uh, but I just thought that he was playing with a lot more maturity and a much more methodical type game. And with that kind of game, I, it's hard for me to see anyone beating him, at least in that bottom half of the draw. Um, I like the way he's looking. But again, pretty open in the bottom section. You got to like Runa. But you got to, if you're Taylor Fritz, you got to think, hey, opportunity here, you know, to get through. Um, <clears throat> Rude, I should mention Rude because, of course, he reached a final last year, but he hasn't played great this year. You know, I watched a lot of the match with um, Zhang. I wasn't, I got to be honest, that impressed. I mean, Rude is a grinder. You know, he's, I mean, uh, Rude, excuse me. Um, you know what he's going to bring to the table. He's going to battle. He's fast. He's got the good solid forehand. I just don't think he's. I don't think he's hitting his backhand quite as well as he was a year ago. He just he's making it, but he's not making a ton of progress with that shot. And I just think he's I'd be surprised if if he gets into the semis. Again, he's got likely Kruna um in the quarterfinals. Uh and Jerry, actually, I think Jerry's playing really well. Jerry's a big guy from Chile. Remember, he, he was out with uh, I think he got some drug issues. Um, the Chilean big guy, 6'5", but he moves real well on the clay uh, and, and can crack the ball. So he's that could be an interesting one. I could see a possible upset there. Meanwhile, Iga Sviantek is rolling. She hasn't dropped the game at 6.050. Let me give you a little bit on the women, which was a bummer earlier today as Elena Rybikina, who was one of the favorites along with Iga and along with Sabalenka, uh, had to withdraw before her match. Apparently, she got sick. She was due to play first up uh, on Court Philippe Chatrier, the main court. So she had to pull out, uh, which was really too bad. Sviantek is maybe going to lose a game here, but uh, she's going to move on, and then she's going to play the winner of Andrescu and Serenka, the veteran from Ukraine. So that match is later today. Shmidlova against Kayla Day. Uh, the winner of that, Kayla Day, the American, who's had an amazing tournament, beat Madison Keys, uh, the winner of that will take on Coco Goff. So I would think Schmidlova, the favorite because of her experience, but Kayla's had a great tournament, beat Madison Keys. Uh, we'll see if she can make that an All-American round of 16 uh, against Coco Goff. Then you continue in that top section. Cerebos Torbo is the one who was due to play Ribakina, So she moves through, and she's playing the winner of Haddad Maya and Alexandrova. They're on court at the moment. Uh, you've got Bernardo Pera, another American in this section of the draw, uh, taking on the Italian. And then on Jabor, likely the seed, the, the highest seed 
you would expect her to get through. Then we go to the bottom half of the women's draw. I'll go all the way down to the bottom where it's Sabalenka taking on Sloane Stevens. Finally, the uh, French Federation deciding to put a women's match at night. So that'll be the night match on Sunday night. They have, that would be the first women's match uh, on the main court. Remember, they just played the one match at night here. So that'll be Stevens-Sabalenka to play the winner of Svitolina Kazakina. Little bit of controversy with Sabalenka not going to the press conference. She was uh, approached by a Ukrainian journalist who's not a quote-unquote traditional um, tennis journalist, but I guess she was in, uh, from what I could discern, she was in Paris and she just sort of on a vacation decided to go to the tennis, I guess, to you know, confront some of the Russian and Belarusian players in the press conference and, you know, ask them their thoughts on the war. Though that created some some uh, some real controversy. Sabalenka then deciding, and, and she spoke to the officials of the French Federation, reminiscent of what happened a couple of years ago with Naomi Osaka, who didn't, you know, do the press conference but didn't clear it beforehand, <clears throat> excuse me, for mental health reasons. Sviantek just won 0-0, 6-0, 6-0. Uh, in the third round of the French Open. So she threw to the fourth round, and that is what you call beat down city for my buddy, Mr. Bobby Feller, our producer at ESPN, who's also moonlighting a little bit here with Tennis Channel, as are a few of our other ESPN colleagues. But I hope you're enjoying their coverage, Tennis Channel, and, of course, NBC, my brother, Mary Carrillo, Dan Hicks here um, with them. And uh, so hopefully you're watching that at home. I'm here in Paris, so I get, you know, the French coverage like all day, every day. Plus, I'm there on site. So it's been pretty awesome to be here. So let me just finish up with the women before I say goodbye. And uh, we'll be back with you on Monday uh, to give you another update of what's happening. I think I covered it all. Sabalenka, as I said, you know, she had a uh, she answered some questions tennis related with a pool reporter who we don't know exactly who that is, or maybe it was someone from the WTA. I think in this situation, that was a good call by the French Federation to sort of allow things to simmer down. I mean, there's only so many questions you can ask these players about the war, okay? I mean, at some point, you got to let it go. I mean, talk to the politicians. You, you, You can ask them a question or two. You can't determine what their answers are. I mean, let them answer it the way they're going to answer. You, you may not like it. I mean, that's your prerogative as the reporter or as, you know, obviously people that are involved with this that are from those countries. I mean, this is a very touchy, very touchy subject. We all know that. Um, so I think that in this case, uh, they, the French Federation uh, did a good job with allowing her to, you know, answer some questions about tennis and uh, she said she she felt that she was wasn't safe. I believe was the uh, word the the phrase that she used. So that's a little summary of what's happening. Uh, again, I will be reporting to you on Monday. We'll try to get to you every day next week. I'm here uh, staying here in Paris doing some work for the tennis the International Tennis Hall of Fame. So I'll have a few more activities going on with them next week, uh, and I'll uh, just enjoying the tournament. It's actually kind of nice for me. I mean, I wish I was doing the broadcast. Of course, as all of you know, I love doing the broadcast for ESPN, but we're not covering it this year. So it's kind of nice to have a little more time on my hands. I got to spend an awesome week with my wife who did a few performances here in Paris, Melissa Erico. Check out her stuff on Instagram because it was awesome. She uh, did a show with a French singer named Isabel George and 
they just absolutely killed it and it was so much fun to uh, watch her do her thing, support her. She's on her way back home to uh, New York with our three daughters and I'm going to stay here. Could be worse, right? Staying here in Paris on my own, uh, checking out Stade Roland Garros and everything else here in Paris. I hope you're enjoying the tennis. Uh, again, thanks for the um, Twitter comments. Keep sending me stuff on Twitter at Patrick McEnroe if you want to ask me some questions. Any comments, comments, conscience clearing. That was a throw, a throwaway line to my buddy Jamie Reynolds, who's our producer, our, our producer of all things tennis at ESPN. That's how he uh, likes to end his start his meetings. So I have fun with that, and I miss my ESPN family. And I hope um, all of you are enjoying the coverage from Tennis Channel, NBC, Peacock, and wherever else you get your French Open coverage. Patrick McEnroe live from Paris and Roland Garros. Don't forget to subscribe to and share Holding Court. Holding Court is powered by Mudhouse Media.